nigga be going through a lot. Ain't no joke over here. Cheese. God damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey. Who hey. Bitch through all the things that broke me down Damn. Pain in my versicle, hear it in my sound okay. Always about the cash, I barely do it for the clout Man, I don't like people, that's the way I'm doing now That is all that I'm about, nigga Period. I'm hella broke, I need dough, I need me some more yeah. Cash for you, I don't need to choose, me need money more I'm yeah. doing Jesus, you a fallen angel, you move high to low I'm a pro, sit, sit back, back, nigga, you can watch me do the most yeah. Yeah. Can watch me do the most yeah. Yeah. Can watch me do the most yeah. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Everyday People. My name is Quelly, and uh, I'm your narrator and your storyteller. Today, I want to tell you about this girl that uh, I met up where I teach. Yeah, I'm a teacher. As shocking as it is for some people to believe I actually teach, I teach in an SHS somewhere in the OT region. Yeah, I take business management, sometimes I sub in for the government tutor and the management and living tutor. Uh, I'm not that intelligent, but I can teach. <laughs> anyway, that's just by the way, but um, I want to tell you about this girl that I met at where I teach. There's a place called Bereniasi in the Oti region, just because, before you get to Nkwanta. And um, I heard about this girl's case when I was, uh, when she was about, I think, 12. Uh, there was a rumor circulating that she had gotten pregnant. Um, she was actually dating this older dude. The guy was older than her, and then she got pregnant. And uh, to save face, the grandmother basically made the case as a defilement case um, because they said the guy raped her and all that. So the guy was sent away for quite some time. And then she gave birth. Um, she gave birth to, a, a, I think, a boy. And then... When I saw her, the first time I actually saw her, we heard about the rumors, but I never saw her. I never knew her as a, as a person. The first time I saw her, I was sitting in front of my shop, and then I saw this girl walking by, and I realized the girl was pregnant. The thing is, she's like a tomboy, so she doesn't really have those feminine features per se. She likes wearing trousers and T-shirts and all that. So when I saw her the first time, she looked pregnant. She didn't even have fully developed breasts yet, but you could see because of the pregnancy, the breasts were, were poking out, but it was you could still see that this was not fully developed breast in a teenager. I think that time she was like 14. So I delved a little bit into the matter and what I heard was that when the boy came back from prison, the grandmother of the girl pushed the girl back onto the boy and she got pregnant again, but later on they found out that it wasn't a boy that was actually pregnant for, the, uh, sorry, responsible for the second pregnancy, but rather an older man in the neighborhood. This older man also refused the pregnancy, so it was like the girl was basically pregnant and didn't know who was responsible for the pregnancy. So um, she gave birth. She gave birth and I did a follow-up and uh, I started talking to her and um i went and met the grandmother and so i i asked the girl what she wanted to do with her life and she said she doesn't want to go back to school she wants to be she wants to learn how to sew she wanted to be a seamstress and so i inquired and got the prize for um for getting somebody into apprenticeship as a seamstress in the area and i had this friend in the states uh Dorcas, who uh, the mentor was discussing this with her. She had plans of blessing a single father with some amount of money. So I was like, yo, I've got this girl here who's going through a lot. 
She's barely 16 and she's already got two kids. I think if we could put her into apprenticeship within two years, she'll be done. By then she'll be like 17, 18, and then she could start her own business and then try to cater for the kids. So she was like, cool. She sent on the money, I added some, a couple of friends chipped in, and then we put this girl into apprenticeship, you know? And every day this girl comes to work, she'll come to me for money for food. And I was like, it was weird, like, yo, how were you feeding before I came into the picture? But I wasn't bothered though, cause it wasn't much. So I used to give her money for lunch and all that. And that, uh, every Friday I give her money to go to the market with the grandma and go and buy stuff so that they could cook during the week. And all that. A couple of my friends also knew what I was doing for her. We'll see her and give her money or buy her stuff or, or give her maize and rice and all that. And then one day the girl just stopped coming to work, you know? I inquired and inquired and inquired and finally I had to go to their house. Now with all this, I didn't even know where they lived, right? So I had to go to their house and the grandmother was like, the girl, she can't control the girl and all, a whole lot of stuff. I was like, how are you not able to control a 15 year old, a 14, 15 year old girl to just go to work? You know, so she stopped for a while. I had to follow up, follow up, follow up over and over and over and over again till she resumed work again. And then along the line, she quit again. She was chasing boys up and down. She'll be at work and get a call from a boy and leave and all that. When she's at work and the madame leaves, she also packs up her bags and leave. A whole lot of stuff. She, she closes from work and then she, she roams around town till 11 p.m., 12 a.m. and all that. And so she stopped again and I had to follow up, had to cajole, had to plead, had to threaten sometimes just to get to get back to work. So she finally got back to work. But one thing I came to realize was that the grandmother was taking advantage of the plight of the child and using her as some form of a money-making avenue. You know, so the third time she quit, I was tired, I was drained. I remember going to their house and the grandmother, when the grandmother saw me, she's, she's those emotional blackmailers, right? When the grandmother saw me, she quickly went into, oh, hmm, this girl, I don't know what is wrong with her and she won't go to work. And every day I'll talk, talk, talk. And I was like, yo, I didn't, I didn't come there about work. I haven't seen them in a while and I was just passing by to see if they were still in the town because it looked like I thought they had travel or something. So if it's about work, I'm not interested. If she wants to go, she can go. If she doesn't want to go, she stay in the house. I'm done stressing her about going to work because I feel like if you're in a certain position, you know what you're going through. You know whatever stress or hustle you're going through. If somebody puts you in a position to succeed and you decide not to take advantage of that, then it is up to you. I can't force you to be better than you want to be, right? And so I, I practically wash my hands of them when it comes to the work thing. The machine we bought for her is still with the madam. It's still at the workplace. She's still not coming to work. I see her roaming in town. The grandmother um, helps at the chop bar. So she goes there to eat every day. And then she sees me, I don't, I don't mind her. She doesn't mind me. She passes by. When the grandma sees me, she greets me. I greet her, but I've just stopped putting myself in, into their lives because what, I, what, this, what the whole situation taught me is that there are certain people who don't want to be helped. No matter how much you try, you cannot save everybody. There are certain people who don't want to be saved. And so you do as much as you can and then you leave the rest to God. Because at this point, I really don't know what 
I could have done better, what I could have done to actually let this girl actually sit her ass down, stop chasing boys, stop doing all this other stuff and just sit down and be an apprentice for a year or two and pass out and become a madame or always start sewing for people. The the painful part is that the madame loves this girl because she said when she came in, she she was so natural at the sewing thing, like the the kind of uh needle work that she used to give to the seniors and some of them used to struggle with it she came in within two days she was doing those needle works like she was she says it's natural like this and it pains my heart but as a human being gets to the point where you got to realize that you can't save everybody you just have to let go and let god do his thing yeah thank you for listening until we meet again this everyday people where we share stories about real life people peace why you got a couple feature when you ain't doing a lot of buy? How many times should I tell you I don't listen? Corny rocks, nah. radio play. I do not pay because I don't need it now. Just got in the game. I'm not going to stay. I'm just a passerby. Yeah, but, but that's, that's whatever. whatever. You a champion, but I'm the people's champion. Yeah. Just pray that I make it. I'll probably make you a janitor. Yeah. Niggas already broke. I need deliverance if I'm envious. You ain't got shit to lose. You need a miracle like Lazarus. That's swag, nigga. Fall back. Woo. I don't need your love. I got a lot. Boy, you can hold that. Hold that. Time to, you didn't watch my moves. I already know that. Yeah. No facts. It feels kind of good. <laughs> That's a big flex. Yeah. That's honey cloud your mouth. Big flex, nigga. Stop playing with me, nigga.